are listening to the Grow Together podcast, the official podcast of the Grow Together community, a place where no one gets left behind on their self-discovery and personal growth journey. And now, here's your host, Luke Burrows. Okay, guys, Linda is here. Before I bring her on, I'm just going to introduce her. So, Linda is a psychologist and multi-passionate world traveler. Last year, she started her own online practice to help young people to find more balance in their lives. Uh, She uses CBT, personal development, and mindfulness to obviously help uh, her clients and the people she works with. She also loves writing and sharing her insights on her social platforms, uh, you know, from your LinkedIn's to your Facebooks to all the other different platforms that are out there um, to inspire and connect others together. Uh, she also often organizes free challenges and workshops for people to join in. Linda, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you. Um a bit rough starting the stream but now it worked (laughs) (laughs) yes now it works and and i can hear you okay and hopefully you can hear me you're fine as well um i really appreciate you being here for those who don't know who you are um yeah if we kind of start with a little bit of the backstory and how you got into you know starting your own online practice and um yeah just kind of adding a bit more context to your intro there yeah originally i'm german but I moved to the Netherlands um, yeah, a few years ago to study psychology here. And uh, yeah, I was always struggling with uh, where do I want to work? Because if I do the apprenticeship in Germany, I, I can only work in Germany. If I do it in the Netherlands, I can only work in the Netherlands. And traveling was also always something I've really wanted to do. So then I came across a Facebook group uh, with yeah, psychologists working online and I've before I've never thought of of that option so that was last year and then I started reading into that and I I got a member in a um, I became a member in a location independent therapist community who are supporting each other online and building their businesses and supervision meetings and that was really inspiring and really started off uh, starting my own uh, online practice and this is really a passion project for me I can uh, yeah I read a lot about personal development and um, yeah, also different therapy approaches and I can share my knowledge immediately on social media and and uh, yeah, help mostly young people but actually everyone who is interested and that's really fulfilling so far. Amazing. And so I'm interested in, because you mentioned there, a huge uh, passion of yours is traveling. Where, mm-hmm kind of where do you you know has that always been a huge passion of yours where do you think that kind of comes from and 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 how's it been like the the past year not being able to do that yeah well actually it started when I did a um an exchange during high school I went for Mm. two months to 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 Argentina so I lived I lived in an Argentinian family which was really cool but I also kind of felt stuck in the family. I couldn't really move around freely. Mm. So after high school, I went on a working holiday in Australia. And that was really where my passion really started. I think it was like unlimited freedom. I could just do whatever I want and go wherever I want. Uh, I was on my own. So I really had to meet other people as well. And 
yeah, I really learned to go a bit with the flow and yeah, met many people from different cultures, many inspiring people. And mm-hmm. yeah, from that part on, I was always uh, a wish of mine was always to travel the world. But mm-hmm. I was also, I don't only want to travel, I also want kind of a mission. So yeah, yeah. now it seems that uh, with Is It Up Here Wellbeing, which is my online practice, I, I kind of have a mission to travel the world and also do add something meaningful to society and inspire people amazing amazing um, um yeah the, the second question the past year i've managed yeah. to do some smaller trips but of okay. course my plan was to i wanted to go to cuba in um mm. in november with a friend of mine and do some salsa dancing and really starting my digital nomad life there yeah company but of course that didn't go through but mm. i still did some sol- smaller road trips in in europe so i'm really thankful cool. that that i got to do that amazing amazing um one of the things that i really wanted to dive in on that i think could be valuable to some of the people that will be joining us mm-hmm. um is, is your is your approaches that, that you use to pretty much help people you know the the kind mm-hmm. of the mix between cbt personal development mindfulness um just naming a few because you know i have experience i know not i have uh experience from, from from the point of view you know when i was kind of at, my, at one of my lowest points you know i went through cbt then i came across personal development right and so when you're in this personal mm-hmm. development world you then come across meditation mindfulness all of these other different practices so i you know i've kind of used all three to help myself to first you know first off come out of the anxiety and, and everything and then move more into um just like developing myself uh creating more of a growth mindset um and doing what i do now um mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like talk to us through each of the different approaches. Um, is there one that you're more passionate about and one you more like to kind of lead with to help the people that you serve? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested in in all, like the free practices and kind of sharing with, with people um, mm-hmm. the processes of each. Yeah, what you're describing is actually something I'm really aiming for myself to find like a integration of the best parts of all of them. Like... Um, Right now, I'm doing a, cogni- uh, a course and training in cognitive behavioral therapy here in the Netherlands, which is really useful and really interesting because I also, yeah, we get a lot of theory, but we also practice like we have um, one training weekend, weekend uh, per month. And we're also clients from each other. So we really get to get to practice the skills. And here in the Netherlands, it's actually pretty common to integrate different approaches and not only do pure CBT and nothing else, but really integrate it with acceptance and commitment therapy or mindfulness interventions. And also the um, yeah personal development approaches. I think there's also quite some overlap between all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I try to pick whatever serves the patient and whatever fits the patient and also the question or the client i i usually uh, call my call them clients yeah Um, and i really try to adapt uh, the intervention plan i'm designing to that individual client and what what he wants to achieve because not everyone wants to only wants to get rid of their um symptoms which is what cbt is more for but uh yeah, some clients really want a deeper 
analysis of their of their symptoms and want yeah more want to find figure out uh, themselves on a on a deeper level and then CBT might might not be enough mm. and you, you would also some other approaches. So for those who don't know what CBT is, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if we kind of dive in, it's, yeah, if you kind of explain what it is, um, that would that, that would be helpful. Yeah, that's uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. I think right now that's like the most common, um, yeah, approach of therapy in, in Western cultures, at least, or in in Germany and the Netherlands, at least. Um, and it's actually about, um, and it's based on the notion that our our thoughts, our behavior, and our emotions are all connected to each other. And um, yeah, the symptoms are mostly uh, about our emotions, but we can't um, like, uh, yeah, anxiety or depression, for example. Mm. These are like the most common symptoms um, in mental health. And um, we can't, we usually can't address the emotions directly. So what we try in, in cognitive behavioral therapy is we try to um, change our behavior and we mm -hmm. try to challenge our thoughts. And there are like many different techniques you can use to challenge the thoughts. And um, yeah, for depression, for example, um, the approach would be to first activate clients. So really mm -hmm. make them uh, do stuff because usually they get quite passive and they, yeah, sometimes they don't uh, come out of bed anymore. So you would activate them and make them take action. And then you would take a look at their thoughts and try to teach them um, to challenge their thoughts themselves because I also don't want to make my clients mm -hmm. dependent of me. I want to teach them to be able to help themselves afterwards. Mm, very important. I think that's one of the challenges maybe with kind of coaching and, and kind of whole, you know, mentoring as well that actually, you know, our, I'm not a coach or, or anything, but the role isn't to, for, you know, for, for the clients to, come, to then always kind of come back to you, right? And the, the, for them to be dependent on you, you know, it's about you mm -hmm. kind of supporting and helping them to see their own power within and to help them kind of within um, to then, mm -hmm. you know, go out there and um, create, create um, their own lives. And stuff. Yeah. I'm also curious about what was your experience with integrating these different uh, approaches? Yeah. So I think for me, like looking back, um, it was more... So I came across CBT and when I came across CBT mm -hmm. and was working with someone on that, I had no idea about personal development, you know? So it was more like I had the CBT experience. And then when I was getting more into business and at my own thing, then came across personal development. So it, it was more kind of like done CBT, started personal development, then came across mindfulness and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was more kind of that for me. Um, mm -hmm. But I think some of the things I learned in CBT might have helped me then developing, you know, obviously getting more into personal growth and personal development because I was more aware of kind of noticing some of the, like the negative thoughts and mm. some like my, my behavior when, you know, maybe I would avoid something because I was feeling anxious. So then it just helped me to develop more awareness. I suppose mm. that later on in personal development, I could put more of the dots together, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, um and then you know then there's the conversation I'm not really an well I'm not an expert on this 
but um, kind of like with NLP as well, you know, oh, yeah. and, then, and then, and then, and then coming across that, I'm really going deep into like the subconscious yeah. mind and kind of a whole other world opens up, right? Yeah. That's new linguistic uh, programming, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then coming across that and, and, and everything. So, so yeah, that's kind of my, my experience with mm -hmm. it. Um, but what yeah. are some things, go on. Sorry, Linda, go on. Yeah, it can also really reinforce each other, right? A few mm. different approaches and really use from every approach what you can use at that moment. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why I, um, I was really interested into like learning more about your approach ultimately and kind of merging the three together. Um, because it's again, like I have kind of the experience with all three. I'm interested on the CBT part. If there's people joining us um, or who will listen to this or watching this, who maybe they have experience or, you know, experience anxiety and everything, but they don't know what CPT is. Could you like dive a little bit deeper into maybe a practice or that they can do as a CBT practice that can help mm -hmm. them to um, really like with that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then especially for anxiety, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like anxiety or maybe mental health in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very broad topic. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Also, um, yeah, I already said something about the general um, base of CBT, mm -hmm. but yeah, what I would usually do with my clients is I would uh, first really dive into what are their problems and get a holistic view of the whole mm -hmm. circumstances wherein the problems occurred or the challenges and also look at, at maybe at their learning history. Uh, what did they learn in their in their childhood from their parents or friends or during high school or what, whatever? Which which learning experience contributed to to the yeah. challenge they're experiencing experiencing right now, and also which stressors and uh, which helping factors and how how do they cope with that? So I, mm. I would build a whole holistic model, and that could can already be quite insightful for, for clients because they've never driven uh, into that in that depth. Mm -hmm. And then the next step would be to um, yeah, choose one of the challenges and really focus on, on that priority and um, yeah, then examine the function because in CBT mm -hmm. cognitive behavior therapy, we are, um, the notion is that challenging behavior has a function for you because otherwise you wouldn't do it so for anxiety that could be um yeah for for example social anxiety it could be avoiding social contacts and that has a function for you because if you avoid them you're not stressed out mm -hmm. And then also investigating the more negative consequences on the long term because you can't challenge your negative thoughts. You can't make another experience either. Mm. And then I would also look um, at the meaning of the, of the anxiety, like what makes that the social uh, interaction makes you anxious because yeah. there's probably something you, you've experienced before that explains why you're anxious in this situation now because you're reminded of that or because you have a thought that uh, if you um, show yourself in a social interaction you will get judged or you will get um, i don't know yeah rejected for example mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then yeah analyze that and then really 
target the intervention at your individual analysis of these processes I've just described. Mm -hmm. um, in social anxiety, that's usually, or in anxieties in general, it's usually exposure. Mm -hmm. So you would really um, examine the, the automatic negative thoughts of the client. Uh, what are they afraid of and um, yeah, what happens, uh, like what makes it that bad, the, the fear they have. Um, and then challenge that in behavioral experiments. And Amazing. yeah, really look with them, how far are they willing to go. And, mm -hmm. and then after the experiment, for example, going to a supermarket and talking to strangers, that could be an exposure. Um, experiment for social anxious people yeah and imagine even just from my own experience then then like the mindfulness side can can maybe help with that you know being more mindful um, and obviously doing certain practices whether it's meditation that really helped me um yeah i yeah i myself i noticed that these mindfulness uh, and meditation that really helps for um being stuck in thinking patterns mm. I've, I've struggled uh, with yeah with these um, rumination i think you call it in english okay and worrying like lots of thoughts uh, it's also like general anxiety disorder if you're like yes. um, yeah worrying a lot about lots of different things then i've experienced that uh, meditation can be very helpful but i think i wouldn't I wouldn't do it in combination with the exposure because the exposure is really about um, yeah, challenging your thoughts and making mm. another experience, really experiencing yeah. that maybe the thought you had is not that bad or is, is not true actually because it really doesn't doesn't occur if you if you try it in, the, in an experiment. But the meditation yeah. can really be useful if you're at home and stuck in your thinking patterns indeed. Yeah, we had um, one of so our first guest today, um, mm -hmm. Gabby Mendez. She also helps uh, people in their twenties, um, and she, we were we were kind of talking about the challenges, you know, in her work that she finds, you know, most with young people, um, and she kind of brought it down to kind of three. So like the finance, like purpose, career, um, were two that really stood out ultimately i'm kind of interested in when you're having conversations with young people um is it what are you finding are some of the triggers that maybe uh that contribute to their mental well-being or you, you know that, that contribute to them feeling anxious or depressed or whatever it is if that makes sense mm -hmm. mm, you mean in general with yeah. young people what triggers yeah. Yeah, I think that also is very different. I have many different clients, like some are dealing with commitment anxiety, which were like based in their childhood because they've made they've they've had bad role models, like their parents were always mm. fighting and I don't know, they've also made lots of negative experience with attachment and commitment. And yeah, I, th I feel like also the whole COVID lockdown situation um, yeah, decreases our yeah, mental health, especially in young people. I think they're kind of most affected by it mentally mm. because yeah, 
they, they would right. usually enjoy right. their life, go to parties, meet lots mm -hmm. of people, friends, go to school. And that's all things they can't do anymore right now. And most of them are probably not used to going within and dealing with, mm, with their thoughts and their emotions on that level. So that, that can be quite a challenge for, for some people, I guess. But yeah. they're different. Uh, yeah, I also have some some clients who are first year students, and yeah, they weren't really able to meet their their study mates yet in mm. person, or it's really hard for them to find their way in the new city and in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's awesome. more down to the current situation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think you know part of the conversation we had with, with, with Gabby first thing was around um, kind of like career. There's going there's to be a lot for younger people, a lot of kind of, you know, if they just graduate or leave college or leave Eunice, like, mm -hmm. oh crap, like, like, what am I going to do, do with my life type of thing? Yeah. That's you know? awesome. one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also like with finances, because they come out of, of uni college, whatever it is, and have debt usually behind them and um, then need to kind of, then face kind of for me face societal pressure of like okay get a house get a car you know let's go like you know um and can kind of all and then all like these sorts of kind of stresses and pressures come into play um yeah. which which contributes to this right which contributes to their mental well-being and yeah. everything if they feel a clash between what they really intrinsically want what they feel their path of life is and what mm. they uh, society or their parents or their friends or their surroundings want from them it can be quite challenging to yeah to make a choice do i follow my passion or do i follow the expectations yeah, yeah. And that, that's also something i deal a lot with with clients indeed absolutely um which then could segue into one of the final points we wanted to talk about which was about procrastination right because mm -hmm. as you know, i'm kind of uh, imagining and you know, i suppose I actually experienced a bit that when you kind of have that those societal pressures but you also want to go and pursue your own goals and dreams and everything you end up doing like neither right because mm -hmm. you know you you actually don't want to go and do that you but you and you want to go and do this but at the same time you know you're just kind of like stuck in the middle you know and end up procrastinating and not doing anything so how, how do you support or help um people then to get out of procrastination or do you have any tips on that thoughts on that we'd love to we'd, we'd love to get them in a few minutes we have left yeah i, I try to make it very short <laughs> um well no we problem. started doing, um online group trainings on uh, for procrastination mm. for students who struggle with that uh, they're also based on cognitive behavioral therapy um, they're based on a, on the procrastination equation by Steele, which is a very um, yeah, popular scientific uh, equation. And it consists of four factors. And that's the expectation, whether you're able to do a task, um, the value the task has for you, so like the reward or whatever intrinsic value you, you'd have, and the impulsivity, this is uh, the vulnerability to distracting factors and the delay and this is the time between the task and the reward and i usually um, determine with with my clients uh, which of these factors is most um, keeping them from doing the task and then there are lots of strategies you can use per factor 
and then try these strategies first, such as um, yeah, for value that would be um, try to find your intrinsic value and really remind yourself of that intrinsic value. For example, mm -hmm. I really want to be a psychologist. I want to help people. So I have to do my statistics homework now. Mm -hmm. And if that's not enough, you could also reward yourself extrinsically. Um, yeah, fuse your work with something pleasurable, such as drinking a coffee while starting my my statistics homeworks or yeah, different things you can do. Take regular breaks. Um, mm. Eat a piece of chocolate after you've done or set minimum goals if you struggle with starting. Set very small goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Linda, thank you so much. Um, do you have any final thoughts, words of inspiration um, before we uh, wrap, wrap up today? Um, yeah, it was really nice talking to you. Very, thank you very much for inviting me to this. No problem. Um, it's a pleasure for me. Um, yeah, I hope we stay in contact and do more podcasts and yeah, inspire more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and f finally, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about what you're doing and connect? Yeah, they can best find me on my Instagram uh, page, Isaropia Wellbeing, mm -hmm. um, or also on my website, isaropiawellbeing.com. Um, I also, yeah, my Facebook as well, my Facebook page, or send me an email. But I think the best way is Instagram, definitely. Yeah. So if you're interested uh, in what I'm doing, give me a follow or send me a message. I'm always happy to talk with you, no matter what your question is. Awesome. Linda, thank you so much for joining um, me today. It's been a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine too. Have a good day. And you take care. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode of the Grow Together podcast. The Grow Together podcast is available every Thursday as I bring on an interview with our community members here at Grow Together. If you would like to learn more about Grow Together, then head on over to our website, which is growtogethernetwork.com. That is growtogethernetwork.com. The two guys is the number two. So just pointing that out, so it's growtogethernetwork.com, where you can learn more about our community and get access to a wide range of other content via our community blog. With that said, guys, have a great day.